This is Quirky HR, where we break down everything human resources, compliance, and all things employees, while infusing a little bit of foul language and a whole lot of humor. I'm your host, Dana Dowdell, and let's talk HR. All right, we have our first, I'm calling it a mini-sode, and I'm actually going to call it a what the fuck a sode because working in HR, we get to see some of the craziest things that people do. And so I thought it would be fun and humorous and light given the circumstances of COVID um, to talk through these crazy HR scenarios, but kind of dissect them from an HR perspective and reflective perspective and compliance and all of these things. So I am very excited to welcome um, Courtney Baker. She's been in HR for 15 years. She's an expert in the manufacturing space, and she's got quite the what the fuck story (laughs) that we're going to dissect. So Courtney, welcome. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Dana. All right. So let's get started about your what the fuck situation. So let's dive in. What happened? Let's see. Uh, I'm just going to set the stage for you out of the gate. So manufacturing environment, um, very dynamic environment, probably. uh, You know, I know we talk a lot in HR about culture. Um, You know, every shift for us kind of had a different culture. And our shift was 24 hours. 24 hours, five days a week, 24 hours a day. Um, And our second shift was where we hired, in order to enter the company, you had to be hired on second shift. And then preference, shift preference went from there, which I think is very typical in the manufacturing space. So as a result, you end up with a um, much younger workforce standardly on second shift. Um, These are also the guys that don't mind working second shift because they like to go out after work. And, you know, getting out at 11 is no big deal if they're going to go out and drink with the guys for a little bit. Right. So they tended to be my rowdier shift, which I think kind of comes with the territory of the the style of recruiting that we had. So they were always the ones that I had to be on my toes for, um, you know, just the things that we do in HR, trying to make sure that I'm available on second shift and present and all of these things. Right. So um, I we worked in a business partner model. So I was the business partner to our at the time plant manager. So a lot of things we worked through together. There was no dotted line reporting. I reported into a director, but we had a really good, true business partnership. And it's what kind of us HR folks really, you know, we talk about the seat at the table. Like I definitely had a seat at the table. It was a really great environment for me for, from an HR perspective, but this environment also gave me a lot of things to talk about. (laughs) So you know, we had a call off line, right? And the call off line would come through to your email address. So did they have to leave like a voicemail? Yep. It's just like a voicemail system, but like, it's not attached to an actual phone. So those voicemails would go to myself and all of our supervisors. Well, it had just been shift change at the time. Our second shift supervisor, we had two second shift supervisors, about 80 people on the shift, roughly comes flying into my office, like red faced. I need you. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, open the call off line, Op- open the voicemails. Right. So, okay. Open it up. 
play the voicemail and there is a woman on the voicemail that is deeply upset, right? Because she explains to me that her husband is receiving uh, blowjobs from another woman not employed by the company in our company parking lot. Okay, wait. First question. Yeah. How did she get the number to the call offline? Well, her husband worked for us. Okay. So presumably it was just shared information or something that she would have relatively easily found. Okay. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like, well, oh boy, like what, what do we do with this? Right. So speaking in the, with the supervisor, he said, there's been rumors that like the service is being provided like across the board, like there, that there are a lot of people participating in said extracurriculars. So again, this is a supervisor. I have a business partnership with the plant manager. So before I go opening giant cans of worms in the plant, you know, like I'm looking at it through an HR lens, like this is super simple. We close the gate. Um, you know, nobody's allowed to be on our property. That's not allowed to be here. We'll call the police if we, you know, catch anything, whatever. Though, Mind you, I don't want to catch anything. <laughs> like, I don't want to be the person that's like, hi, I need you to leave and what, stop doing what it is you're doing. Was um, the voicemail that she left like specific or was it just like... It was very vague. Okay. It was super vague. So um, all you had also, to go on. Yes. Also gave me a lot of pause because, again, it, it was just a rowdier group of people and there was... Um, a woman that we employed that was heavily disliked by a lot of the spouses of the men that work there because she kind of came with one of those style reputations that again, like I can't verify in HR. We, we do have a line. Like I don't come home with you. I don't go out with you after the fact, you know, we try to keep it as well as we can in this like work confines mm -hmm. box. Right. So, you know, we've had, wives and girlfriends show up at the plant before we've had all sorts of drama but this particular one you know I don't I don't know at this point like I don't know if it's legitimate I don't know who I don't know anything or I don't even know if this is truly this guy's wife this could be some other person just trying to because she could have called me directly and sure. I talk to her right so this was like a purposeful hit and run. You know, we're going to drop this piece of information. I'm going to disappear. You can't contact me. Numbers blocked. Nothing. Right. So. Did she say uh, who her husband was? Nope. Oh, so nope. it was that so level of be, vague. Yeah. This could be totally anonymous. It did, For all I know, the person doesn't even work for us. Sure. Right? So before I go opening these giant can of worms, like in a plant, but because that supervisor had come into me and been like, this is like the rumor on the floor. I knew there's some legitimacy somewhere in here, whether it's as true as what the woman said on my voicemail. I don't know. But at the end of the day, like there, there's something here. I don't know what the something is, but there's something. So, you know, I go find my plant manager, deeply religious, right? Like just a really moral, just great leader. I mean, he's the one that all of us HR people look to, to be like you, I want you to be a manager, like recognizes people, like handles problems in the moment, very benevolent, hears all sides, open to new ideas. Like he's the guy, mm. right? He's also the guy that I never dreamed of talking about blowjobs to. <laughs> so, you know, 
it's me like stepping into his office. Do you have a minute? And I have to tell you, he wears his emotions on his face. Right. So like, no matter how professional he needs to be, like the coloring of his face would change pretty dramatically. So I closed the door. I'm like, listen, this is tough for me to like say out loud, but I need to do some digging regarding maybe sexual favors being exchanged at the plant or potentially in the parking lot. He, I mean, he glowed red. He oh, didn't want to be man. talking to me about it. He didn't want it, the words to be coming out of my mouth. Was he just like, <laughs> fix it? Yeah. He was just like, I don't, I just, whatever it is, handle it. And I'm like, okay, well, I need to do a little bit of digging, but I'm going to try to dig carefully. And, you know, we always joked, you know, we had mills, right? And we had so many mills, but I would always say we had one more mill and we called it the rumor mill because it worked at highest production, like <laughs> best output. Things just flew like we always do. So either way, so I talked to him, I explained to him, like, I'm launching into this. I don't know what it'll be, but like, I'm pretty sure that this is going to be short and sweet because like, even if there is some that's showing up in a parking lot like that's very easy it's private property leave we close the gate we just monitor the lots a little bit better like this seems really cut and dry did you guys have did you have any like security staff on site that was no okay no no security staff we did have a gated facility so we were able to like close off traffic if we needed to but um no like actual employed people for security um So, you know, I I make my way out to like our shipping section and this was the initial supervisor that came and got me. And, you know, I talked to like one of his leads and I'm like, Hey, like rumor has it, yada, 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 it's happening. Right. And he was like, yeah, I've heard that. And I said, do you know, like who could be partaking? And I have to like preface, I had a very interesting relationship with the manufacturing staff there. Like it was a clean slit down the middle. They were either like HR is out to get you people or they were like, actually she's cool as shit. So they'll talk to her. So like there was no real gray people. Like I knew who would talk to me and give me the, the dirt and I knew who wouldn't. So I just went to the people that I knew would. And, you know, he was like, so rumor has it, I don't know all of the people that have been receiving but that it is a current employee and not somebody from the outside that is doing the giving said services. <laughs> yep. So giving blowjobs in the parking lot to her coworkers. Oh my gosh. I'm going to turn the light off. Sorry. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah. So I'm like, okay, he names the employee. We had a very small percentage of, of female staff especially on that shift. Um, so like my, there were very few people I needed to talk to for that, but like, so I go and I, I find this female and I bring her to my office and I'm like, Hey, rumor has it. This is what I'm hearing. Can you comment on this? And she went straight into what is consensual is consensual. And it's none of my business. Ooh. And I'm also thinking to myself, like, all right, so in HR, we spend so much time trying to like find the line, find the policy, how to, you know, and I'm like, okay, well, you know, 
consensual is consensual. What it, did your like face just drop when she responded? Oh, like I don't even know what my face looks like, but I am sure that I was like, oh, come again. Like, did you really just say that out loud to me? Um, you know, and and it's just interesting because I really struggled, right? Because I'm like, well do we have a policy that says you can't engage in sexual acts in the parking lot? Like, no. Is it a law? Maybe. Like, I mean, I'm playing these games in my head that I'm like, what, what can I actually do with this? Right. Was the, was the rumor about it happening like on the clock or off the clock? So that was like where we headed with this. Mm -hmm. Right. So I, she was very like, with me I then asked her like can you tell me who because I have someone's spouse calling and she was like well it could be and she listed oh, Jesus. some folks and I'm like oh no <laughs> like, I don't I just want to go home like I want no part of this <laughs> and like unfortunately all the gentlemen that she listed aside from one of them was married so I'm like I can't even deduce which which wife is calling me, right? So, and again, it's like then you're playing the games like HR. It's really not my responsibility or right of me to call the wife and be like, "Hey, your your man's yeah. you know, doing X, Y, and Z," right? But like, she's the one that brings it to the attention. She didn't leave me contact information, so I felt good about that. Um, but either way, so we had to. You know, so I, I call in the first one and I'm like, hey, like, this is a very uncomfortable conversation. I've asked your supervisor to sit in here. Like I am leading. So generally I try to coach like my supervisors and managers to lead the hard conversations. This one, I was like, just no, <laughs> like I'm going to hold this one um, because even I don't trust myself like where I'm at right now because it's was it a, so much. Was it a union environment? It was not. Oh, okay. So you didn't have to worry about. Nope. Okay. Nope. Um, but we did like the company in general, super solid company, really great HR practices, um, confident in a lot of what they did. So like a lot of what we did would be probably something similar to what you would find in a union environment because we played that devil's advocate with ourselves quite frequently. Um, so it kind of was a nice de union, like to not unionize effort because sure. like, what, what are they going to do for you? <laughs> that we're not already doing. So, you know, but I digress. So, you know, call, call first guy in, explain to him, like him and I are having this conversation, but I did bring male supervisor in just because I'm HR and I, I think about these things. Like it just, because of the nature of this conversation, like feel it's best to be had with not a male and female alum. Right. So, you know, I go on, we've received X report. Um, there is, you know, a, a, I am in receipt of a statement that you have received said services in the parking lot. His exact response. It wasn't on the clock. <laughs> did she, like, did you take it to the level where you were like, like getting a statement from her or were you? Yeah. 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 I mean, like when we wrapped up that first call and she was just, she, I think her take out of the gate was that. I was going to fire her for like a right that she had. So she, it was like almost important to her. Like, I don't even know that I initiated the conversation to get her to start the process. 
like she wanted it in writing hmm. that like everything was consensual and now we'd never got into the on the clock off the clock at this point I think like in hindsight I would have asked that but like in the moment I was just like here's your paper oh my <laughs> like, gosh whatever you're gonna write go ahead and write that um so I uh <laughs> talked to him he know that it occurred off the clock right so we fortunately unfortunately i'm not really sure how you want to describe it have cameras right so we have cameras on our lot so like it's easy for me to verify do i want to watch the cameras for this absolutely not like not not even not even a little bit not even not even not once like i knew that if I went down the rabbit hole of cameras, like, again, some of these guys are married. Like, I don't even want to know. I just want it to not, I want it to go away. Sure. Like, that is really where I'm at. Like, I want all of you to fade back into your little workspaces <laughs> and we're going to pretend like this never happened. Sure. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, uh, it turned out to be entirely off the clock. Um, three of the four gentlemen, verified for me only one denied it um which i just find really odd right like is it that much confidence in hr that like i'm not gonna turn around and like tell your wife or and i feel like the individual that was providing the services had like coached them that like it's off the clock it's consensual it's fine they can't do anything to us i just so appreciate you keep calling it services (laughs) (laughs) The services this employee was providing. Was she like, oh man, I just want to know what those text messages look like, how this got started, if there was money involved, like. So to my knowledge, because I did ask if there was money involved, um, because I like that was one of those things I grabbed on to. Because sure. if this is a solicitation issue, it is technically illegal. And that gives me like HR grounds to be like, no. But again, we don't have a policy that says no blowjobs in our <laughs> So like <laughs> we tell you where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there and what you're supposed to be doing. But on your break, as long as you don't leave the property, because they were they were paid breaks. Ah. So we paid them for their breaks, um, but they weren't allowed to leave the property as a result. So again, you know, we, we just set ourselves up for, for this situation. Um, everybody denied an exchange of money or goods. Um, so yeah, it left us in like a really terrible position. Now, mind you, one of the other gentlemen who was confronted decided to go home and fess up to his wife. Oh. Who the next day showed up at work <gasps> um, because she was going to meet this girl at, at the plant doors and they were going to do whatever it is she thought they were going to do. Um, so that was fun because then I had to like head her off because again, I have half the employees that want to keep me in the dark and the other that are like, I have Courtney on speed dial. Like, let's do this. And I'm getting these text messages that are like, so-and-so's wife is in the parking lot. And I'm like, this can't be good. (laughs) This is just so bad. Like she's not bringing a lunch. I just know it. (laughs) Um, so yeah, like myself and the plant manager and our superintendent go 
barreling through the plant because of course like the employee parking lot's like on the total back end mm-hmm. it's a 400,000 square foot facility so it's like not tiny and we're all like chucking into the plant trying <laughs> to like head this off at the path I've got my phone I'm calling the cops because I'm just like at this point let's go <laughs> get oh the cops here because no matter what I need them even if it's just to like pat me on the back and tell me I'm gonna be okay they need to come here um but yeah so Got to defuse that situation. Um, did it wind up in their files? Like, how did it, how did you kind of like. So like from a file perspective, not really, because we keep all of our investigation notes entirely separate and there wasn't a lot to, to notate. Um, what did you call the <laughs> file that you put this in? Well, the way everything happens, like I normally just use like the date and the employee that's affected (laughs) last name. Um, And anytime and anything in writing, you know, oral sex was used. Mm. Again, all of the things like I enter HR and I'm like policies and procedures and strategy and planning and like blowjobs just don't come up. Like this is like the perfect example of how you can write a policy but you're never going to catch everything that could possibly happen. Yeah. Like humans are dynamic and they're going to surprise you. And you can write a policy about sleeping on the job because you had it happen to you once, but Mm -hmm. you may not include someone defecating in a stairway in your policy until it happens. Um, But I had a policy because we had somebody that liked to do that and write in the bathroom. Oh man. And our janitor would come in and be like, Courtney, I need you. And I'm like, I know why you need me just by why you're standing in my office. Courtney, I think you deserve, (laughs) you know how they give like honorary uh, PhDs to really famous people. I feel like you need an honorary doctorate in HR (laughs) because this, this is truly like a what the fuck? Yes. I I spend many days at just wondering what the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> like, why do I do this? And I was one of those people that like, some people choose HR. Sometimes HR chooses the people. Like I was destined to be there. Started with small companies, like ended up with multiple hats. And I was like, gosh, I really love this. Like never had an intention to get there. And then like fast forward 15 years and I'm like, but do I? <laughs> what? What is happening? Would you have done yeah. anything differently? I mean, I would have uh, had a policy in place about just like, so the end result is basically we had to write a policy that says like no sexual activity anywhere on the property. Period. <laughs> end of that. Like, and, and basically I, I pulled this girl in and I'm like, I, su- I support your sexuality and all the things that you want to do with it. And I support the fact that you look for consent prior to, like, I think that is excellent practice. Knock it off at work. It cannot happen here. And she was just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So, so yeah. Yeah. It was uh, certainly an interesting time. Um, and ironically enough, that plant manager never spoke of it again. Like he never inquired about what was happening. He never, he was just like, is it done? And I'm like, it's done. (laughs) Sounds like a, like a mob hit. Is it done? Yes. It's done. Okay. And then you just never talk about it again. (laughs) 
my eye catch and I will handle it. Take it to the grave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, Courtney, oh, yeah. you are an HR champion and I really appreciate you sharing that story. Um, if anyone wants to connect with you and hear more crazy HR stories, is there a good place people can find you? Yeah, you can definitely email me anytime. Courtney Baker, HR at gmail.com. Um, yeah, I, and honestly, any of the HR pros out there that are just getting started or find themselves in weird predicaments, like I am thankful to have one wonderful mentors in my life. Mm. And if you ever just need to pick another person's brain, because we talk a lot about like HR can be so isolating yeah, and, and it is. And sometimes you just don't know the right direction. And I know you talked to the evil HR lady yes, already. Suzanne. But like some, there are some great resources out there and wonderful professionals that you can bounce ideas off of. So just, but if anybody wants to just throw the crazy past me, I'm really good at weeding through it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you for listening to our first What the Fuck episode. Um, We will have more because people just can't get it together. (laughs) So we will catch you on the next episode of Quirky HR.